how to play offense and defense with your words, how to have the proper relationship with wealth and success, the importance of gratitude and how to actually practice it effectively, the importance of taking action, how we got to be business partners with Dwight Howard and so much more coming right up. This is episode number three, two, three, with founder and CEO of Yaystack, Trey Roth. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. Do you want to go from unmotivated to work out to more disciplined than ever before? If so, then go check out the Best You 10-Week Transformation Program that gives you the ability to set a worthy goal, create a predictive and workable game plan, and maximize your discipline through accountability. Visit go.nickcarrier.com slash 10-week program to get started from anywhere today. Today, I'm super excited to bring you one of the most positive people that I've ever had the privilege of meeting. Trey Roth. Trey is the founder and CEO of Yaystack, which is a social platform that serves to provide great quality referrals, especially to small businesses. Before diving in, be sure you're subscribing to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, and be, be sure to share this episode with a friend while you're listening. All you have to do is send them to nickcarrier.com slash podcast. And if you enjoyed the show, I'd love it if you leave a five-star rating and review. But without further ado, here's to getting closer and closer to your best you with the one and only Trey Roth. All right, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to Nick Carrier's Best You Podcast. I'm super stoked today to bring on the one and only Trey Roth. Trey, I just want to start off by saying thanks so much for spending the time with me today. Nick, I'm fired up, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, no doubt. Uh, When we first connected, what, maybe two or three weeks ago now via Zoom um, after our conversation and after your words of wisdom and and positive energy, I was just like, man, I got to know this guy more. I was like, I've got to be around this guy more you know, you're the, they always say that you're the average of the five people that you hang around most. And one of the biggest reasons I have a podcast is so I can hang around some, some awesome people. And so hopefully some of their, their greatness and hope of their wisdom and, and their positivity can uh, shed some light on me and shed some light on the listeners as well. So I appreciate you joining today. Um, Trey is the founder and CEO of Yaystack. And kind of, as you just also said, kind of uh, gratitude is, is kind of your thing slash is your thing and you're super positive guy as I I had mentioned before, but to kind of orient all our listeners, I want you to kind of give everybody an overview of a little bit of your kind of career journey. You know, from 2007 to 2014, you were a music producer, and now all of a sudden you uh, helped founded this company, Yaystack. So give us a little bit of an overview as to kind of how you started Yaystack and and all that kind of stuff. I appreciate that, Nick. Um, Man, it's it's a loaded question. I'm thinking it might do, it might be better to start a little bit farther back. So uh, I was actually studying abroad in Barcelona, Spain. I was offered a job at the U.S. Embassy there, uh, just doing you know desk work, translating. But my band was also offered a record deal if I moved home. So I did what any 19-year-old would do, and I moved home, signed the record deal. That was a ton of fun. Um, did the band thing for a couple of years, uh, but then we were working with a producer, and I said, hey, there where you are, Nick, in Nashville, and uh, I said, hey, Rob, how does one become a music producer? And he says, tell people you're a music producer. I said, okay, I can do that. So that, Nick, led to a seven-year career producing music. And I thought it was forever. Uh, every Monday morning was like Christmas morning. Um, it was just so much fun. And I remember like when I first started telling people that I was a music producer, I felt like it was like putting on a jacket that didn't fit, like an, a triple XL. And I'm over here saying, you know, I'm a music producer, but you know, it's like, uh, and so it, it, it was, it was putting on a new identity that at, at first was like, man, I, I don't, it doesn't, it doesn't quite fit yet. Um, but I knew I was like, I've got these natural abilities and I've been multi-track recording as a hobby all my life, never considered a career choice. So started a project, um, recorded all the instruments myself, except for drums and then the singer sang, and it was a ton of fun, 10 songs that way. I played like keys, bass, guitar, um, programming, uh, you know, engineered, produced, mixed, mastered. Like I did the wow. whole thing, um, except for play drums and sing on it. And so what happened was from the very beginning, Nick, the music business grew 
by word of mouth referrals. And that never stopped. So for seven years, the business grew every year, all based on word of mouth referrals. Now, the first three years, four years was getting my sea legs, learning my craft. Um, but man, after that, it was just like, it, you know, it definitely had taken on new levels and I'd really figured out a lot. And at that point, it was like, man, you like the jacket fit quite well. Like it got to the point where it was like, oh, you're Trey Rock, the music producer. Like I know your your name is synonymous with music production because of all your work and whatever. So you, it got to the point where, of course, it crossed a line somewhere where you couldn't tell me I wasn't a music producer. And I'm so grateful, Nick, that um, my friends just shared with their friends through my business for me, but I noticed a problem with how they shared. So when they would share, uh, it was in person, like in Starbucks, and it would be between two parties. And then, you know, hey, you should use Trey for your music production. And then it would just disappear. It would just remain between those two parties and they left and that was it. Or if it was happening online, if somebody was sharing about me, you know, it would go to Instagram, Instagram stories, Snap, uh, Facebook. And, and man, it was literally ephemeral. So it was like disappearing after 24 hours or it was just lost in the noise of the majority, 80, 90% of the content on those platforms, which is entertainment content, great content. But if you're looking for trusted referrals and recommendations, the best finds from our best friends, man, it was, it's cumbersome on the other platforms. They're not optimized for that. And I knew that something was missing in my business and other businesses. I just didn't know what, but I'm a voting member of the Recording Academy, the group that votes on who gets the Grammys. I'm at the Grammys. Uh, I'm, I'm taking my seat at the Staples Center and, and I bump into this old lady. feel really bad. Uh, she turns around and it's Steven Tyler, the Barrowsmith. And I was like, oh, sorry. That's hilarious. And uh, he's like, no worries, man. But I feel like some of those positive vibes, you know, rubbed off, not to give Steven Tyler too much credit here, but I fly back from LA, back to Atlanta, sitting on my couch, typical mindless Saturday afternoon, kids are asleep upstairs. And I just had the proverbial Oprah Winfrey aha moment. And I realized what was missing in my business and other businesses. And then in a single moment, Nick, I knew that I knew that one day somebody is going to build the referral network, the referral network, a one-stop shop for authentic referrals for trusted advocacy. Hey, Nick recommends blank, whatever blank is. And it's not just Nick. It's, you know, actually it's John, it's Justin, it's Jennifer, it's who, it's all our friends. And we have a collection of, hey, this is what they recommend. If you have something that's yay worthy, if you have something that is worthy of your stamp of approval and to put your name against it authentically, Man, have it in one spot where we all celebrate everything worthy of celebration. So I knew it was a different review site just because like, I'm not a big review site guy per se. Yeah. Or a big Yelper per se. I'm really not. I mean, or when you go to Amazon, Amazon reviews, you're dealing with strangers. You're dealing, you start with a what, but you don't know the who. On yeah. Yelp, you start with a what, you start with a restaurant, you just don't know the who. Who are these people? Are they bots? Can I trust them? Are they like them? It still has value in a specific way, which is like, hey, I'm looking at this restaurant. What does the crowd say? And then you can just kind of like, you're kind of left to your own devices to translate the content that you see. Are these bots? Can I trust them? Are they like, same with Amazon reviews. Uh, you start with what, a what a product, but you don't know the who. Who are these people? So basically when you're looking for something before you go in the marketplace, Nick, you're going to see whoever paid Google the most. You're going to see, you know, whoever, you know, paid to have negative reviews removed on Yelp, part of their business plan. So it's a way that they make money, but it's also a way that they lose trust at scale over time. So we have a remedy. We have a solution that's all relationally driven. It's Yaystack. It's the referral network. It's an advocacy platform. Mission and vision. Our mission at Yaystack is to make the world a more positive place to bring more yays to your days is how we say it. Um, and really the underlying question is, how does one live the optimal human experience? How do we help people live their best life in every little way? 
And, and how can they get that based on trusted referrals and recommendations to help them in specific areas? How do you yeah. help them live your best life? So that's what we're all about. Now, yes, I kind of want to go back into a little bit of your story because I think one of the things that is key in regards to progressing in your life slash progressing in your career is just simply taking action and not being not being stifled because I think there are some people who every day they know they want to improve but they're like not exactly sure what to do because they're they're waiting for a clear answer as to if I do this then I'm going to get that like I, that's a, that's a huge proponent as to whether or not somebody take takes action it's belief that they're going to get a specific result but a lot of times you just have to have faith in order to take action and just believe that something positive is going to come from it and I bring that up because I thought about that in in regards to you putting together that piece of music and doing all the different musical components of it. It's like, you didn't know what it was going to turn out or you didn't know what it was going to produce. Like in in regards to opportunities, you didn't know that one person was going to like it and then they were going to reach out and then another person was going to like it and then they were going to reach out and then other people and other people and other people. And you were going to start to recognize this issue. And essentially what I wrote down when you were saying that is doing is better than not doing. And so kind of the, the question I want to get at is, is there anything maybe more recently that you've done in faith, you're like, I'm not really sure what doing this is going to do for me, but I feel like it's going to pay off for me in the long run. Is there something that you've done and then you've seen it pay off recently? Or is there something that you've done and you're not really sure how it's going to pay off? Great question. Oh man, so much of this is embracing uncertainty. So much of this is embracing uncertainty. And it really is like moment by moment. You don't know what I'm going to say. You don't know what's going to happen moment by moment. And so really just embracing that uncertainty is is a really big deal so uh going back to or do you use like how do you operate in a place of faith that things are going to work out really well i would say like i definitely have a paradigm of hey life is is not happening to me it's happening for me and i really do expect the best and there's a reason that i wear yay on my head it's hard to see because it is black on black but there's a reason I, I wear yay on, on my head because when, you know, you focus on lack, you get more of it. When you focus on abundance, you get more of it. So at Yay Stack, we do, we're all about focusing on the positive. Don't miss the yays in your days because there's so many. Um, and then a big part of that is, is faith that things are working out better. Faith that you're going to have a better experience from the smallest of toothbrush brushing experiences or, you know, your health and fitness elevating, your relationships elevating, your opportunities expanding, uh, your financial life getting better and better. So, yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm very much wired that way. And that is um, an intentionality uh, at Yaystack is to help people operate from a, from a place of faith. So um, specifically, uh, the story that came to mind when you asked the question, Nick, is that there was an, an, a networking event over an hour away, north side of Atlanta. We're in a suburb on the south side of Atlanta. Long day, super tired. And I told my wife, it's like, man, I, I'm tired. I don't want to, I don't want to go to this thing. Like I I could just fall asleep right now. But I have that little gut feeling that I'm supposed to be at this thing. And I don't have a clear ROI on it. I just know yeah. that like I, I know some of the people that are going to be there. And I, I just feel like I'm supposed to be there. My wife was like, well, you know, from your experience, you need to go to this thing. So, you know, I got in the car, made the drive. Uh, and and literally, I remember Nick walking in the parking lot. And I was like, I trust that I'm supposed to be here because I, I, I just made this long drive. I'm even more tired. Yeah. And I'm going to like try to, I don't know, you know, create value for people and connect with people. Um, met a guy named Keith. And uh and Keith and I stayed connected uh, a couple months later. He invested. He got a friend of his and who happened to be an active football player in the league. Uh, met up with him in like a day or two after Keith made the connection. And the football player invested. And, he, and the football player was like, man, let me get a friend on the phone. Uh, he said, you know, are you available uh, in a few minutes uh, uh, to jump on Zoom? I was like, yeah, let's go. Jump on Zoom. And the guy on the other side, like right where your face is, Nick, was Dwight Howard of the LA Lakers, you know, about to win the championship. I'm like, man, is this Dwight Howard of the Lakers? <laughs> like, 
Dwight knew some of our shareholders. Uh, he knew about what we were doing um, already. There was already some context and some enthusiasm there, but I gave him the pitch and told him, look, we're building the number one recommendation platform in the world in time at, by the year 2025. Uh, we're building it day by day, day by day. And he was like, you in Atlanta? I said, yeah. He said, come to the house, man. So uh, I ended up going to his house. I had the iPad on the edge of his table. He signed my iPad right there with the, the, the paperwork. And he showed me his phone. He said, look, transfer went through already. And he made the investment. Uh, and it was one of the most magical moments. And it was better than I expected. Like I didn't, I didn't have some like mastermind roadmap. Hey, Dwight Howard of the Lakers, I'm going to get, yeah. I'm going to go to his house. And I didn't do all that. So it was very much a journey of trust and a journey of faith that, you know, like you've got to show up, you've got to be present, you've got to be in the game, you score and the win. You, you, you've got to um, move forward uh, expecting the very best and, you know, yeah, prepare for the worst. But goodness gracious, absolutely expect the best and have your uh, actions follow suit because you never know just how close you are. Nick, you, and then anybody that's listening, you never know how close you are to your next breakthrough. Quantum leap forward. And those magic moments that you're going to remember the rest of your life, you never know just how close you are. Usually, usually you're closer than you think, right? So yeah. you move forward and take action expecting not good, not great, the best. Move forward with that kind of faith. Take action in and absolutely magical things, amazing things happen for you. Honestly, I'm so glad that you mentioned that story because I didn't know that story. I knew that Dwight Howard was an investor, but that's the exact thing that I wanted my listeners to hear. And that's the exact thing that, you know, I need to hear. It's like, you you never know what can happen from you taking a particular action. And, and even if the action is so seemingly trivial on the surface, like you said, it could lead to a big breakthrough. And it's, it's funny, I'm actually reading a book right now called Effortless by Greg McEwen. And there's this part of the book that I just read today, like probably an hour before we hopped on, where it's talking about this one guy who was kind of searching for worldly principles, if you will, like natural laws of the earth. He, he came up with like three worldly principles. And the first one is like for every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction, you know, like Newton's third law. And then like kind of the gist of all of them is that you get what you give. I just think that is the reason why you have to take action because you, you never know what you're going to get by giving energy towards a particular action. And I just think so much, so much good can come to that. And, and, and I think my whole point in, in really hammering this home is don't ever think something is trivial. You never know. And so it's like, if, you, if you're wondering whether or not you should go to something that you that you have a minute belief could be beneficial, go. And I, I think that's just why I want to hammer it home. Absolutely. Take action. Take action when you hear the whisper. And it wasn't some loud thing. It was just a little whisper. You need to be here, right? Yeah. And, and it was because of that. It was like, it's funny how close we are to taking action. Like how we're like just on the line and we just need that little that nudge. And it definitely, it makes me think, and I'll tell the very, very short version of the story, but my twin brother, I have a twin brother, 14 minutes older than me. Uh, we, as kids, we made an epic rope swing. We were popular just because of that rope swing, because people would come over every weekend, swing on this thing. And I mean, it's not like a little dinky back and forth. It's like you climb up the hill, you climb up the tree, you go way up, you swing out on this big, thick rope swing and you go and you keep going. And it's amazing. Uh, no lake or anything, but goodness, like the swing was just perfect. You went around and it was just huge. Anyway, my brother climbed up the tree and, and actually tied the ropes. And my brother's been climbing trees forever. Had an idea to make a rope swing in our backyard for my four kids. And uh, so he, he clears out a tree uh, in our backyard, tall tree. He's up like, 35, really almost 40 feet uh, into this tree. Um, and he's harnessed by a rope. And I'm sitting there on the hill looking up. And, and I thought, you know, um, goodness, I, I hope that rope holds him because he's putting all his weight on this rope. And, and 
you know, and, and it wasn't the rope that he had tied for the swing. It was just something to get up there with. Um, and I was like, man, he's been climbing for 20 years. I'm not going to worry about it. But then I had a gut feeling that I needed to do something because it is a matter of life or death at that rate. And under at the bed or at the base of the tree, there were a bunch of big stumps where we had cut down other trees. Um, like these stumps were like a foot tall, like they were not taken care of. Um, so I just had a little whisper that I needed to move the trampoline over. So I literally went to the corner of our backyard with all my might. It was heavier than I thought. Our big old trampoline, I pulled over to the base of the tree and my brother and I literally like laughed. Uh, and then, um, I mean, not kidding. I mean, it was maybe three or four minutes after that. My wife and I were uh, at our back uh, porch. Uh, the kids, all four kids were on the playset right there. And Uncle Tripp is in the, the tree. And then, yeah, three or four minutes after I moved the trampoline, he's falling. Uh, his rope had snapped. And he fell, and he fell directly onto that trampoline. He bounced up 15 feet, barrel rolled, the chainsaw around him, tied to him, barrel rolled around him. He fell down on the other side of the trampoline, unconscious. And yeah, he had totally like blacked out uh, on the on the way down. Um, anyway, and so he, I ran down to him, rushed the kids inside, and then he slowly came came to, and he had severe amnesia. He could not remember anything. Rushed into the hospital. Um, come to find out, because he was in such extraordinary shape, he he made a total one hundred percent physical and mental recovery. No broken bones. No nothing. We showed uh, a little video clip to the doctor of the damage to the entire trampoline, the, uh, the fall, the distance of the fall, and the stumps at the, that he would have landed on. And then the doctor said, yeah, he, he would not be alive. And if he was alive, he'd be totally paralyzed. Um, but he probably wouldn't have made it. And so you want to hammer home a point yeah. to listen to the whisper and to take action man my twin's brother my twin brother's life hinged upon me take like of all the decisions i've made in my life nick that was a good one and (laughs) i almost didn't do it and we literally laughed he and i both laughed yeah i'm sure with all my mind pulled that trampoline up to the because we were like this is stupid we literally thought this is stupid but it saved his life so man listen to the whispers. Now, I'm gonna. I feel the the need to share this one message with your audience because it's fresh on my mind right now. Please, please. I'm seeing a lot of people use their words very carelessly. If you're listening to my voice right now, I encourage you to please do not utter a word that you would not want to be true of your reality or true of yourself, especially anything that follows I am, because it's so incredibly powerful. Anything that that follows I am is absolutely following you. It's on you. It's there. So please, please, please play tremendous defense with your words to not say anything that you don't want to be true, and then play offense by speaking everything that you would want to be true. This is tying back to the first part of our conversation. Where it's like everybody listen to the listening to this, you have a dream, you have something that you're going for, you have something that you're aiming for. A lot of people is physical elevation, physical fitness, the next level of your physical fitness and elevation, or financially, or relationally, or maritally, or parentally, or you know, whatever it is, whatever garden of life it is. Um, we're all going for something because progress equals happiness, and we all have the opportunity. We have that gift of the gap between where we are and where we want to be. It's a gift. It's wonderful. Imagine not having it. That would be a sucky life. Anyway, I can get into all that, but I'll leave that there. But when it comes to playing offense with your words, goodness by all means, with as much enthusiasm and specificity as you can possibly muster, speak what you want. Again, not good, not great, the best. One of my favorite mantras is good, better, best. Never let it rest until my good is better and my better is best. Good, better, best. Never let it rest until my good is better and my better is best. With our words, please speak. It, it, it will speak the best. 
if you're fearful of something, oh, she doesn't like me, or oh, this is not going to work out, or oh, and it, if you have any negative confirmation biases, that is not helping you, that is not serving you, that is, you, you are attracting, every thought is trying to become reality. It's one of my favorite lines from another favorite book, Think and Grow Rich. Every thought is trying to clothe itself in its physical equivalent. Every thought of yours is trying to become reality. So, uh, and especially words, when you convert energy from the synapses firing to have a thought, which is physical matter moving, when you convert that energy to the tongue moving and the mouth moving, you actually convert that physical matter moving you talking about, you know, uh, with every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. Um, when you convert the thought energy into words, goodness, there's so much power beyond our understanding. Leverage that power such that if you're saying anything, if you're speaking anything that you don't want to have happen, goodness, by all means, please do not say it. It's kind of like Bill Buckner uh, yeah. in the 80s, uh, where an interviewer asked him, hey, what would be your worst nightmare tomorrow at game seven of the World Series? And he said, well, my worst nightmare is if the ball went through my legs and I lost the World Series because of it. Guess what happened? That's exactly what happened. Or you think about Christopher Reeves, Superman, the original Superman, that actor, his last movie was of a paralyzed person. His character in the last movie he played was paralyzed. And then after that, that's what happened. I'm not saying that everything that you say is going to happen negative. I'm not saying that, but there's such a power in it that is really beyond our understanding. So please play defense with your words by, by just having a red flag go, oh, wait a second, I'm not going to speak that. In these walls, in this house, we don't speak disease. We don't say the A word. I'll share it here. We don't say anxiety. I hear a lot of people carry it around like it's a pet, a lot, like it's a pet. Oh, I have a good relationship with my A word. Well, it's kind of like a purple elephant. If I say, don't think of a purple elephant. Yeah. Like what shade of purple was it? You know, like we don't even, we don't talk about purple elephants here. Therefore, like out of sight, out of mind, certainly out of mouth, out of life, in sight, in mind, in mouth, in life, right? Like, so I say that to say, I'll summarize it by saying, Offense and defense in your life. Everybody listening, if you're still listening, goodness gracious, please play defense by not speaking a word that you don't want to be true of your life. And then, goodness, play offense, score those goals by speaking aloud in every specific detail that you can possibly give it. Not good, not great, the best outcome. And if you're fearful of something, identify what am I fearful of right now? What, why am I feeling? A purple elephant, maybe. You know, why am I feeling fearful? If you identify it and then speak the total opposite of it and say, I'm not even thinking that anymore. Guess what? And then articulate and speak and say, I am, if you can tie it to an identity and speak the total opposite of that. Like for us specifically, just to know where this is coming from, we are building the number one recommendation platform in the world. And I am building the number one and we are building the number one recommendation platform in the world. And we say that and we speak that and we welcome that. And I emotionalize that now, right? Like it's yeah. not some puny goal. And we've actually like closed the gap a good bit. Now we've got a long way to go, but we've, we've actually learned a lot and we've closed the gap a good bit. So I just say that to say, man, dream big and speak big in faith and um, expect it to happen. Play offense and defense with your words and goodness gracious, watch your wildest dreams come true. We're gonna take a brief pause in the interview really quickly because if you're somebody who is looking to achieve a fitness goal or maybe you lack motivation to get into the gym, you lack some structure in your weekly routine or maybe you've been wanting to get back into the fitness game and get back to maybe your weight loss goal or whatever goal it is and you're not really quite sure how. If that sounds like you, my 10-week program is for you because I help everybody set a very specific goal. Then we create a very specific strategy of the two or the three things that we need to do every single week that we believe are gonna make us successful with our overall goal. And then I'll help you execute and I'll help you hold you accountable every single week. So you do the things that you kind of know you should be doing, but you're, you're not quite doing them right now. And that's what I've done with hundreds of people over the past 365 days, over the past a little over a year. And I want you to make sure that you are part of it 
as well. And enough for me. I want you to hear from the people who have done it in the past, what they've got out of it, and, and why they did it in the first place. So here you go. I cannot say enough good things about Nick's 10-week program. I have always been somebody who has worked out but never really had a fitness goal. If anything, I really wanted to achieve. It was more so just to stay in shape. And Nick does a great job of helping you not only define the goal, but also realize what steps you need to take to get there. Tomorrow, as of my weigh-in week nine, I hit my goal of losing 25 pounds in 10 weeks. Just the whole methodology of the program with it being one big goal, followed by some smaller goals to help me reach that big goal, and then the weekly commitments to help me reach those smaller goals. During these times, it's helped strengthen my mental health and strengthen my focus and really made sure to hold me accountable to my goals. I'm so happy that I was able to hit the goal and uh, so much so that I decided to do another 10 weeks with Nick. I would recommend it to anybody, no matter what your goals are, if it's weight loss, if it's running a shorter mile, if it's anything you would like to achieve, I think that this program gives you the tools to set yourself up for success. But one of the biggest benefits for me, and the biggest takeaway I had was one I wasn't necessarily set out to improve upon, and that was building more self-confidence and really instilling self-accountability. The program was great. Um, I'm doing it again a second time to continue my weight loss, and I just can't recommend it enough. So again, guys, if you lack motivation, if you lack structure, if you want to get back into your fitness game, but you're not really sure how, then I want you to make sure you go to nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs. Again, nickcarrier.com slash 10-week programs to learn more. For now, let's get back to the interview. Everything created, everything in this world ever created, whether it is this desk, this chair, this Zoom meeting, everything created followed the same process. It was a thought. Then it was spoken or put down. Then it was acted upon. And then it was. In order to get this Zoom call together, I thought it would be a good idea. I spoke it to you via text. We made it actually happen. And, and now it's here. Um, everything follows that. Like that is that is a natural law that things are thought upon, spoken upon, acted upon, and then they're reality. And so, I mean, you just hammered that point home. And I, and I wanted to say that. And the other thing I wanted to kind of say is like, you move towards what you aim at. So like, if you think about, if you're driving a car and you're looking off to the left, what's gonna happen? You're probably gonna realize that the car starts moving off to the left. If you speak thing, if you speak something out of your mouth, then you're going to find a way to, to start moving a little bit towards that. And then the last thing is like, yeah, like put, speak how you want your future to look like. Like I have a mentor and he has me write down my future truths that I want. Like you said, I will, we will be the number one referral network, uh, referral platform that there is. One of the things that we, we've talked about before is, you know, you, you talked to me about how you're in this group of, of successful people. And, and, and also both Tony Robbins guys, he says the ultimate failure is success without fulfillment. And so one of the things that I found really intriguing with you in, in our last conversation was about how to have the appropriate relationship with success. I kind of wanted you to take a couple minutes. I know, I know we both kind of got to get out of here. I really wanted to get to that, to, to how can we have the appropriate relationship with success? In my experience, living out a very wealthy life, like living wealthy, wealthy being uh, the broadest translation of that, not just money, yeah, but I, I use that in the broadest sense, right? To live a wealthy life, it's one, both the uh, accumulation of it and then your relationship with it, because you can um, have so much going for you. And of course, like just not know it and you don't feel it. So um, you mentioned Tony Robbins. It made me think of when we um, bought our Unleash the Power Within tickets. We have a box show up and we're thinking, okay, well, what's this? You know, we open it up and it's a hat and it's really nice. It's the black hat with the white clover. And then um, at the bottom of the box is a little card with big letters on it. And it says one quote. And I thought, okay, this is Tony Robbins. 40 years of life coaching and he's got one quote on one card in this box we didn't expect this has got to be a very important quote right the card read the quality of our lives 
is nothing more than the quality of our emotions. The quality of our lives is nothing more than the quality of our emotions. I feel like that's for the most part true. So if that's true, then the quality of our emotions are really dictated by the quality of our thoughts, which we have control over because our thoughts dictate our emotions and we have control over our thoughts. And so if the quality of our our lives is nothing more than the quality of our emotions and the quality of our emotions is nothing more than the quality of our thoughts, which trigger those emotions really, um, which we have a large amount of control over, um, then we're really dictating how we feel. And so it's a matter of focus, right? So in my experience, Nick, when we focus on love and joy and truth, the, the closer, I'll, I'll put it this way, the closer we get to truth, the closer we get to joy, love, fulfillment, all the good positive feels, right? Um, the farther we get from truth, so the, the closer we get then, therefore, to lies and falsehood, the closer we get to fear and uh, all the negative feels, right? And, and so really to focus on the positive, to focus on the truth and to focus on, you know, the very best in your world, you're really determining the quality of your emotions, right? Um, so living a wealthy life uh, it is basically, and it's like the wiser I grow and I'm a seeker of wisdom, an avid seeker of wisdom yeah. and have been for a long time. And the wiser I grow, the more joyful I grow because the more goodness, like paralyzingly humble and grateful I become for my life because I understand, goodness gracious. So every listener of my, to my voice right now, you were born a winner. You won your first race. Life is just a succession of wins. Even your losses are wins because you are here to have them. And your losses actually serve you because they contrast all the positives and make the positive possible is the end to the game. Like if everything was good, great, and wonderful, we wouldn't know it without their counterparts. So the fact that you had suck in your life, it sucks. I'm a human too. Like I don't like pain, just like you don't like pain, but goodness, the wiser I grow, I, the more understanding I have that, oh my gosh, this pain is serving this pain, even though it really sucks to go through, on the other side of it, I can look back and see how it actually is a conduit of joy. It is a conduit of joy. It makes all the good possible. Those who experience the lowest of lows have the capacity to experience the highest of highs. So I say this to say, the perspective of your wealth, everybody has a level of wealth right now. You've got an actual level of wealth beyond just money. You've got a level of wealth. And I include in that youth right? Time. Oh my goodness. It's so incredibly valuable. Um, uh, you know, opportunity, health. I mean, I've got one of my friends is Nick Santamastasso who was born without, you know, uh, limbs and goodness, Nick is like one of the most joyful people I, I know. He, he, this, this person is a wealthy person in, in so many ways. And so I say all that to say how I foster an ever-growing sense of wealth and joy and fulfillment, going back to your word, the Tony Robbins word, you know, in your life, that there's no force greater than in the human personality than to remain consistent with your identity, with how you see yourself. And there's so much power, going back to our mid-conversation, there's so much power in our words. It's absolutely phenomenal, especially beyond the two most powerful words, I am. So after you say I am, there's no force greater in the human personality than to remain consistent with that. So imagine the force of a rocket or imagine the force of like a, truly a force of nature, not just some kind of little Tonka truck like force, but a, a gargantuan amount of force. Leverage the power of that force within you to remain consistent with your ideal identity. And you can craft that. You can share that. You can tell your subconscious is indifferent, right? You can, and you can determine what that is. So you can use a word like wealthy, meaning abundant, really, in every, uh, every sense of the word wealthy. If you say, I am wealthy, I'm wealthy. 
and you say, I'm wealthy, and you feel that, and then you affirm that when the, the biggest of moments happen and the smallest of moments happen within your day, and you reaffirm that identity. Now, for you, you might have a, joy, a, a, a word that you latch on to more like, I am joyful, or I am fulfilled, or I am loved, or I am loving, or I am abundant, I am excited, I am I'm enthusiastic, whatever word really is the word that you gravitate towards most. I use the word wealthy, but you say, I am wealthy, and you affirm that, and you tune your eyes to that, to where your reticular activating system actually picks up in the yays and your, you know, the yays and yeah. your days, as we call them. Um, then, oh my goodness, you have the experience throughout your day where you basically like something will happen and you'll, and, and you'll think I am wealthy. And this is the line that um, I speak over everybody that's listening right now that will go through your head, but also reinforcing of an identity that man, you can't tell me again, it's kind of like the music producer thing. Like you can't tell me I'm not like I could sit with Elon Musk or Jeff Bezos based on my definition of wealth with my youth, with my family, with my kids, with my opportunities, with my life, like Elon or Bezos or whoever, who absolutely has more money than I do, they can't convince me that I'm not wealthy. Nobody can. It's so ingrained in me. You, you could not sit here and give me any reason that would make me think, based on my definition of wealth, that I'm not. Like, I'm, I am. I'm super grateful for that. But it's, I've, I've reinforced, Nick, that identity over a course of time. And now what's happened, and I've had several moments today where a line goes through my head where my, you know, my daughter might take my hand, like as we finish our run, we're coming up the hill in the morning and the sun is peeking through the trees and my daughter takes my hand and she says, dad, you know, those moments that you wish last forever. This is one of them, you know, a line went through my head, Nick. This is how I know. This is how I know that I'm wealthy, that I'm loved, that I'm loving, that I'm just, but really it's like that, that I'm wealthy. Like nobody can, 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 you know, convince me otherwise. And so what's happening, it's a daily thing. So I literally, it's funny because I shared this practice, this affirmation, I am wealthy and this is how I know. I shared that with the group that, that we were talking about. And I don't know if we got this far in our previous conversation for me to share about this part of it, how I did share with this group, how I do this. Now I had a guy text me. This was today at eight o'clock this morning. A friend of mine sent me a text who was in that room and and he's in that group. And he's like, good morning, Trey. He said, this is how I know. I have multiple moments. I've had multiple moments this week. I just finished my morning meditation. You came to mind wishing you an awesome day. And so I, I've had friends. I actually had a friend. Uh, I'll see if it's here in this strand with him. Uh, here it is. Yeah. So this is one of the guys in the group. And he's actually like one of the largest Bitcoin owners on the planet. This guy's wow. a freak. Anyway, but he made a little affirmation. Uh, oh, that's cool. Uh, iPhone bag graphic. Yeah. And yeah. And he says, you know, and this is how I, I am. And this is how I know. So I would strongly recommend taking an affirmation and then telling it to yourself out loud, giving yourself the gift of the truth of the affirmation on a regular basis out loud. And then watch as your reticular activating system picks up on the yays in your days. And you actually have this identity reinforced. You want to talk about living a wealthy, joyful, yay-filled, amazingly positive, truthful life. Uh, that is a good way to do it. Take an yeah. affirmation. Take some words that you really latch on to. Share those affirmations with yourself on a daily basis out loud. And then look for moments. And this is just a natural occurrence. It's going to happen where you have these things happen that reinforce that identity. And, it'll, and you'll say to yourself, 
this is how I know. Um, I know I'm going to start being much more intentional about the uh, the future truths that I write down uh, every single morning. Um, that's awesome stuff and, and and super powerful. Before I ask the last question, though, um, I want to acknowledge you, Trey, just for your constant ability to stay positive, to stay grateful, and to actually act out all these things on a on a routine basis. You know, you don't just talk the talk. You actually you you walk the walk yourself and. Um, for your ability to take note of the seemingly mundane moments throughout the day and, and and realize exactly what you just said, realize that you are wealthy and that's how you know. I think a lot of people don't have the ability to be as present as that and, and recognize the mundane moments for what they are. And, and you've certainly um, have proved to me that you have the ability to do that. And I think that's super special. We all make sure you go follow uh at Yaystack on all social media apps. You can follow Trey as well at Trey Roth and the uh, the website is yaystock.co and make sure you download the app as well. Um, but the last question, Trey, is that I think getting closer to the best version of yourself is both a constant journey and it's a very unique journey. I think the way that I'm going to get closer to the best version of myself is going to be a little bit different than the way that you get closer to the best version of yourself. So for you personally, if there are three things that you can currently do or three things that you can currently work on to get closer to that best version of Trey Roth that you could possibly be, then what are those three things that you could currently do or currently work on? So I can continue a practice that is, that takes five to 10 seconds. Sometimes I do it 30 seconds or a minute, but it truly it takes like 10 seconds. I'll, one thing is to continue this practice that I've done for 10 years and I'll do it until my last day. And uh, it's every day I wake up and the very first act of my day the very first domino that falls, the very first thing I do when I wake up, I'll open my eyes. I'll realize I'm awake. It's like a movie. I'm still in, thankfully. Yeah. I'm still here. And then I'll close my eyes back. I'll put my hand on my chest. I take a deep breath. I feel the air fill my lungs. I focus on that breath. I bring my, my, that breath, not breathing in general, that breath to the forefront of my mind pay attention to it. I call it hyper-focused gratitude. And I will express, you know, for me, I am a man of faith. So I'll say a prayer to the giver of that breath, but whatever your, you know, paradigm is on that and your system is on that, you at least express gratitude uh, uh, for that breath and acknowledge I'm alive. I'm here. But one day I won't be. <laughs> one day I'm not going to have this experience. So one uh, that the first thing I would say is just continue that practice because goodness gracious, it's incredibly powerful. Um, and on that note, very quickly, I've learned to make the oldest version of myself proud because what I, every morning I acknowledge one day, I'm not going to have this. I'm still alive. And oh my goodness, I just woke up and I'm in my mid thirties. My kids are still like small and <laughs> compared to the oldest version of myself, Nick, I'm incredibly young and good looking. I'm kidding. Uh, but I've, I've, I've got joy. I've got youth. I've got vigor. I've got all these, God willing, I have more days ahead of me than behind me. I'm not going to be able to say that much longer, right? So my prerogative is to make the oldest version of myself proud because I know that on my deathbed, when it's my last day, and I do this for the last time, take a deep breath, say a little word of gratitude for that breath. My dream come true, Nick, would be if I could come back and do it all again when my kids were so young and Yaystack was just like this little startup. If I could go back and do it all again, wouldn't that be great? Um, so I want to live as if that dream came true and I actually did come back because how would I feel? How would I act? How would I interact with Nick? How would I interact with my, uh, my wife and my kids and, and, and team Yaystack, the Yay team? That's how I want to act is I don't want to have to lose people to know what I have to, to lose people and then get them back in order to know what I have. Like, I don't want to do that. I just want to like appreciate them in my life um, for what they are. So that's the one thing is to, to continue that. Second is I would just say to continue to listen to the whispers. If, if I would just recap a bit of like, take action on the whispers. Don't expect some jolt. Yeah. Don't expect somebody to do it, but like take action on the whispers Thomas Jefferson said, things don't happen. Things are made to happen. Things don't happen. Things are made to happen. You make things happen. And then I would just say, to be the best version of myself, we get what we expect. So I've got this 
thing that I'm working on, which is a power thoughts only policy. Because what we talked about earlier, we mentioned thinking we're rich. Every thought is trying to become reality. Every thought has a tendency to clone itself in its physical equivalent. So I've got this policy that I'm working on that is a power thoughts only policy, meaning goodness. If it's not a power thought, it doesn't belong. It doesn't, it's not a Trey Roth thought. It doesn't belong. It, it doesn't, it's not a part of my identity. It's not the yay life. It's not, no, 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 no. It's not a power thought. So for that red flag to go up in my mind, if it's not, if it's a um, disempowering thought or if it's a fear, fearful thought or if it's whatever, like to acknowledge it and say, you know what, I've got a power thoughts only policy and I'm sticking to that because those thoughts are trying to clear themselves in their physical equivalents. I'm going to, I'm going to continue that. So power thoughts only policy is really a way, another way to say, play offense and defense with my, yeah. my words, which is really starts with the thoughts. It's like, and it's just that intentional conversion of energy. Because again, it's like to have a thought is like a little tiny domino falling. Boop, there's the thought. Yeah. And then if you allow that geometric curve and the growth of those dominoes to grow such that you convert those dominoes into words and then into actions, that's just, it's just like a series of dominoes falling. So have a very powerful domino fall, an increasingly powerful domino fall. I would say um, like a, a 3B answer to that is um, really to expect the best along with it, um, to manage yeah. my expectations, um, uh, you know, to, to make it such that truly, like what I, what am I expecting really? And I, you might be getting an understanding of my expectations. I've got very yeah. high expectations very high expectations that are actually getting higher and higher. I love it. I love it, dude. Three awesome things, man. Really appreciate your time. That was awesome. I hope you all enjoyed that super introspective episode on how to live a more grateful, positive life with Trey. Be sure you share this episode with a friend or family member. Be sure to rate it and review it on iTunes and the Apple Podcast app. And let me know what your favorite takeaway from Trey was. And be sure you're following me and Trey on Instagram at carrier underscore best you and at Trey Roth. Remember, be careful with the words that you use. Play defense by not saying something that you don't want to become true in your life and play offense by saying I am statements about things that you would like to become true in your life. Remember how lucky we are to be walking on this planet in the first place. Remember how unlikely it is that we even exist and let that fill your heart and soul with gratitude. If you can be intentional with your words, take constant action and can be grateful, there is no doubt that you will be on the path closer and closer to your best you.